it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Full of frustration. Silly mistakes again. Full of despair. I don't even know if I'll have a club tomorrow. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. It could be League Two next season. Bolton are down, Norwich are down. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory. Get in! Pride. It's been a joy to watch. Passion. Nanny! In search of silverware. MLS Cup champions, baby! And they found... ATL. Orlando! Major League Soccer. Are we going to have to get that Bolton bit redone where you go, could be League 2 next season? You're already in League 2. What's next? Uh, National League. It could be National League next season. <laughs> Can we just get that as a clip? Do that again. It could be National League next season. I'll cut that bit out. <laughs> Welcome along, everybody. This is the MLS UK Show. The MLS UK Show with Lucid FC. A distinctively modern, casual fashion label. Take a look at lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk and see why celebrities love the look. This season's current line is called What's Your Effing Club? Which is your ref? Football, fashion, or film? If it's football, you're in the right place. Film, the MLS UK show podcast, is now available to watch on YouTube. But fashion, it's always lucidfc.us or lucidfc.co.uk. Now we've got that out of the way, welcome along. Uh, it's the MLS UK show. I'm Elliot, and this is Henry. Hell, oh yeah, we didn't do that. And I'm Henry Hewitt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just got distracted by um, how out of date the intro was, even though it literally was new this season. This season's been so long mm. uh, and so much has happened that um, Bolton have been relegated again uh, yeah. since then. Well, that's the problem because the seasons overlap even more so this time. Yeah, um, yeah any talk of promotion and relegation becomes outdated after Norwich, six months. Norwich have also been relegated. Mm-hmm. Um could now get promoted, but I think I'll just leave it because then we'll probably just get relegated again. So Yeah, um, and inevitably Bolton are, well, at least two seasons away from a relegation, so uh, yeah. at any time. So we might, yeah, just keep it as it is. <laughs> we'll, we'll just leave it. It'll be the year 2050, <laughs> and uh, our teams are still terrible. Orlando's still without an MLS Cup. Who knows what Atlanta will be, Atlanta will be doing. Um I'd just like to say how disappointed I am that there's not going to be many get-ins um, in this episode because the unbeaten run for Orlando City is over. It is. You clinched your playoff spot, so congratulations. That's a weird feeling. About time. It's a weird, weird feeling. Uh, and it happened just after we did the last episode mm-hmm. as well, so I've calmed down about that now, but um, it took five years. We got there. Whatever happens from here on in... I don't really care what what a season that is for a club that's been so terrible, so yeah. embarrassingly bad for the last five years. We've got a playoff spot. Uh, it took Philly ten years to win a playoff game, and look at them now flying. Mm. I don't, I, I don't mind it. We're in the playoffs, fine, happy with that. It's not quite something that that your lot can say yet. No, uh, well, I mean, we've had plenty of playoff games in in our history. Yeah, short history. Who, who needs them? 
Uh, it's like Freaky Friday, isn't it, at the moment? It seems yeah. we've Orlando and Atlanta have woken up in each other's bodies. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, no, it's not been a great season. And after Atlanta's defeat of the weekend to DC United, who were bottom of the conference, they're mm. not now because they won. And uh, I, I text, Thanks to you. Yeah, I text you, especially equalising last minute and then still losing the game. I text you saying, that's it, I'm done. It's all over. I can't be bothered with this season yeah, the now. Strop. Uh, can we just sack off the podcast until next year? And uh, Atlanta, I mean, they've still got a chance to get in the playoff playoffs, but I'm, I'm just not bothered anymore. We play you lot next again, so that's going to end well. Can I say, right, I know I know why we've played the local team, well, I say local, the, the team's close uh, more because of the, the travelling, etc. But I, like, it has ruined it a bit for me. Hmm. I hated playing Atlanta for for the last three years anyway because we always got beaten. I am genuinely bored of it. Same with Miami. It didn't feel that much of a... It's, it, you know, it, there is a rivalry there, without doubt, but yeah. it, 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 they're losing their spark. I feel like MLS has always tried to force rivalries upon teams anyway. We've talked about this before. And just repeatedly playing them at the minute is like... It, it is wearing a bit thin. I yeah, think. especially with um, like empty stadiums. You don't have yeah. the same thing to it. And uh, all I'd say with Orlando Atlanta is that you've beaten us now. And uh, as we say in the UK... A good hiding is coming Atlanta's way. What and a great phrase. I think this will be this time. I think Orlando will have finally stuff Atlanta. So I'm not looking forward to it. Luckily for me, it's midweek, so I've got an, an excuse not to watch it. It's <laughs> too late. Got to get up early in the morning. No, so, no. But, uh, no. So it is Freaky Friday this season. Okay, um, let's start as we always do before we uh, have a look at some other results with the game with the changing name. Uh, this is where I give you the career path of a player that's played in the UK and over in the States or Canada as well in MLS. Uh, you just got to work out who it is. Uh, I asked for suggestions because A, I'm, I've kept no record of who I've <laughs> done because when we started this podcast, I didn't really expect it to be maybe as successful as it is. I mm. uh, didn't expect to still be doing it years later and I've completely lost track of who we've done in this game and who we haven't. Uh, I asked for your suggestions because also I'm just running out of people. Um, so thank you to Mr Patel who sent me an email. Uh, it's elliot at mls.show if you want to send one. The reason I give you my personal email is so Henry doesn't see it and cheat. Yeah. Um, he's suggested a couple of players. So I've chosen one. They started their career in '95. At Christchurch United. Oh, New Zealand? In New Zealand. 96 appearances for them, in case you cared. Um, They then moved, this is the bit we do care about, to DC United in MLS. Right, okay. 2001 to 2005. 81 appearances for DC United. I'll admit, before our time. Okay. When it comes to MLS. Yeah, yeah. Um, However, we would definitely have seen them play for Blackburn Rovers. 2005 to 2012. You look like you know who it is already. When you said a New Zealand team, I thought, I think I know who this is. Now you said Blackburn. 172 Um, appearances for Blackburn Rovers between 2005 and 2012. Mm. Uh, Also, five games for Spurs. I had no idea that happened. I remember that. I remember him playing for Spurs, actually. Uh, And also Queen's Park Rangers, 21 appearances between 2012 and 2013. So you've got it. I've got it, yeah. Uh, Well... Blackburn Rovers, big local rivals to Bolton Wanderers, so you kind of you know what your your rivals are up to. So I know this player; he was a good player. I thought when when I saw the email, I thought, oh yeah, he played for Toronto. I my go to was just Toronto. Uh, he didn't, but it turns out when you check his Wikipedia, he actually managed Toronto instead. So that's yeah, obviously where I've got it from. That's where, I, yeah, that's I I didn't know he played in MLS. But I knew he managed in MLS, so that's where I thought you was going. So, um, yeah, if you uh, if you know, I know I can, second time in a row, second episode in a row, I can just put my feet up and relax for the rest of the episode. Fun fact for you. Go on. I might regret not checking this. I think this is a fact. We'll find out. Um, when he played for Spurs, yeah, he played in the game where Fabrice Muamba... For Bolton, had the cardiac arrest. Mm, that was about that time. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been. Because mm. uh, I I can picture him in the Tottenham shirt. Mm. It was the one where, when Bale played for him first time around. Yeah, yeah. Was and, it the Mansion um, sponsor? I think so. 
I don't know. but uh, I'm I, sure he played yeah, in that game. I think he did play in that game. Um, if you know, like me, and I could, <laughs> this could uh, come back to yeah. haunt me. <laughs> We're talking about two completely different people. <laughs> <laughs> um, get in touch with us uh, at MLS UK Show. Let us know where you're up to in the podcast when you realise you know. Uh, that's Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Or you can uh, comment in the comments below on YouTube as well. Yes, uh, and if you've got a, got a suggestion for uh, a player to use on the game, then uh, drop me an email, elliot at mls.show. Yeah, uh, we only seem to get people who are kind of bragging when they know. Like, they yeah. go, I found out after four minutes. I knew straight away. We want someone, if, you, uh, if you have a, you're listening to the podcast, if you're on a walk or something, and then it hits you about 18, 19 minutes in, then let, let us know as well. I'm going to be honest as well. Do you know we did Kenny Miller last episode? Yeah. Um, my dad was, my dad phoned me a couple of days later. He said, oh, I'm just, um, I'm watching your podcast on YouTube. And I was like, oh, I wondered who that one viewer was. <laughs> uh, and he said, oh, I'm just up to the uh, game with a change of name, but I've got no idea idea who it is um i then i i knew the player in my mind i could see him in my mind i couldn't remember his name and i was driving so i couldn't even like google it or anything you you came up with it i know but do you know when something just just goes from your head uh, and for day i kept forgetting to look it up and for days i could not i was like kenny it's kenny it's kenny something kenny something i just could not remember his surname um but yeah thanks dad for listening it was kenny miller <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, let us know if you know. Uh, right, it's been very busy in MLS. We Ooh. are into the home straight now as we head towards the playoffs. Not that that matters to my team, Atlanta. So uh, let's have a look at this last weekend then in MLS. We're recording this on uh, Monday, the 26th of October. Uh, we say, Despite this year being probably the slowest year in, in history, <laughs> with us all not doing anything, it is still um, it still surprises me that we're actually in October. I know. Surprising me that we've got this far. <laughs> it's I can't believe it's like nearly the playoffs. Mm. All the games have been crammed into such a small space of time that I'm like, how are we nearly at the playoffs? It's ridiculous. Uh, so we have touched on it, but uh, Inter Miami beat Orlando. The first uh, is that the first win over Orlando for Inter Miami? Uh, no, it's second. Ah, right. Of course, yeah. Again, all the all the games. Just going to one blur. I conveniently didn't watch the first one because I was on a night out, um, mm. and uh, so it has been erased from from my memory. But uh, yeah, the second second time they've beaten us, I I don't mind. I think the more you play each other, it's like I said at the, at the top of the podcast, the more you play each other, the less important it's becoming, and also the more likely that you know the the other team is going to win. The same with Orlando, Atlanta. We've now played you so much, we were always going to get that win eventually. Mm. It was always going to happen. Uh, and Miami, one of the farm sides in MLS at the moment, they're in tenth place. So they're at the moment they're going to be in the playoff playoffs. They're hitting form at the right time. Higuain said recently that he's loving his football again. Mm. He's playing with his brother. It's uh, it's all coming together for Miami. And uh, I. Do I think they're going to win MLS Cup? Probably not. They'll have, probably no. have to play too many games to get there, but they could have a good showing. I, I also don't I don't think that, you know, I'm not coming out here saying that Orlando are going to win, win it either. And there's a reason for that, but I don't think Miami are at the level Orlando are at. I think the game at the weekend, it was dreadful. It was awful. Um Mainly from Orlando, but neither side were were incredible. Um, I don't I don't think they're polished enough. I don't think they've got enough experience to to go deep into the playoffs. Hey, go and prove me wrong. Great, but um, I don't think it's their year. But I, I think getting into the playoffs is a solid solid first season. I think you you have to be satisfied with that. It took Orlando five years. Hmm. I know we've got like twenty nine playoff spots this year, <laughs> um, so you know the odds were heavily stacked in their favour, but. If you're finishing above Atlanta, which they currently are, you've had a great season. Yeah, as are most of the league. Um, <laughs> sticking in the East End, uh, the standout result in uh, at the weekend was Philadelphia. 5-0 oh, against Toronto. These are the two sides that are going for the supporters' shield, which is now back. Yeah. The supporters said they weren't going to give it. And uh, I, I must admit, I thought it was a bit harsh, that. And I thought, well, out of all seasons, you've got to give, you've got to have a carrot at the end. My my reaction Surely. to that was, oh, well, we're obviously now going to go and win it. That's exactly <laughs> what would happen. Yeah. Our trophy cabinet would still be there. Um, but no, I, completely the right decision to reverse that, uh, to, to not award it. That, that was ridiculous. It's been yeah. a harder year than, than any year. Surely, whoever wins this year deserves two, at least. Um, but yeah, Philly, you know, Philly are my secret team. I love Philly. Um, I was, I, I'm pleased for them. I think they've been 
they've kind of been working towards this for years and years, and that's what I like. There's not been major changes. Yeah, they brought in a few players, but it's all been that young crop of players that mm. Jim Curtin has been working with. That's what I want to see Orlando doing um, with Pereira in charge as well, is bringing that young young crop through from the academy to the B team to um, the first team. And I, I love it. I love to see it. I, I think, you know, obviously they're in the playoffs this year, but uh, I want to see them go go further than last time. I I love Philly. I, yeah. I think they're doing Jim Curtin's doing an amazing job, same as Ernst Tanner. Yeah, I would love to see him win it because as we're seeing already, that team is getting broken up and you'd you just love them to, to win something just mm. so they can go, right, okay, we've won it. That team is iconic in Philly and now you can go to Europe and do your, do your thing. But Also, yeah. Montero scored in that game and I my reaction was, oh yeah, I've got him in my fantasy team. I've forgotten about my fantasy team since March. I literally, I haven't touched it because it was not. like, it was on, then it was off, then they weren't doing it, then they would, I literally haven't logged in since March and I just know he's the only player I know I've got, probably Nanny as well. I was like, yep, yeah, that's good. I'll have some points there. <laughs> who knows how that's going? Yeah, well, I, I, I don't know who's in mine. I've not checked. I, I think Carlos uh, Vea's in mine. He's Let's not hope played. you've got no Atlanta players. <laughs> yeah. Probably you've probably got, got Vea and Martinez up front. I probably have, yeah. Uh, but Carlos Vea would have got me points this weekend. Finally, he's back. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that second goal, BWP assist for Carlos Vea. It's, it's the old school. It's the old days. It's the old days of last season yeah. where them two... Well, BWP maybe not last season, but two years ago. Mm. And, uh, yeah, that was good to see. It's good to see him back. 2-0 against LA Galaxy. Uh, LAFC... Uh, uh, into Miami are picking up farm going into the playoffs. LAFC now a fourth in the conference can easily, well, maybe not finish first, but get to at least. Um, actually, they'll probably stay fourth. I've just realised what is it, two or three games left? Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is now Vea's back. They're hitting a little bit of farm. They got a good point away at Portland recently. Are LAFC suddenly a danger team again? Of course they are. As soon as you mention the name Carlos Vea to any team. At the aren't LAFC, they go, oh no, he's back, mm. he's back, and it'll be the same with Martinez at Atlanta as well, who I saw made an appearance at the at the stadium the other night. I I, I really think it strikes fear into into opponents, and they've lost seven games this season. LAFC, they've not played as many, so that that is a lot. But attack is their best form of defense. Let's be honest, they've put all their chips in wingers and attackers. That's where their roster is stacked. And so Vea coming back is huge because it means that they do more up that end of the pitch. And like I say, attack, best form of defence. Yes, uh, and LA, LA Galaxy, we talk about them every week. They've had a nightmare season. They've sacked the head coach now. Uh, Robbie Keane rumoured to be uh, heading over to LA Galaxy. Uh, just, uh, I mean, we've, we've discussed LA Galaxy enough in terms of on the pitch, mm. but uh, off the pitch then, Robbie Keane... How do you think that would go? Because he's a legend at the club, so I guess we've seen it with Frank Lampard. Yeah, uh, you know Ali Gunnar Solskjaer. We've seen these club legends in in England getting head coach roles. Uh, Robbie Keane would then go over to LA Galaxy. I think he's been a assistant at. Um, I think he's done stuff with the Irish national team yeah. and Middlesbrough as well. So he's he's getting his experience. Is that what LA Galaxy need? A bit of fire. <sighs> It's difficult, isn't it? I think there's no question that he's qualified. If if Frank Lampard can go straight into that Chelsea um, management, I know he was at Derby, but yeah. you know he can go straight into that Chelsea role, which is a massive job. That's a huge job. Mm. Um, Oli, Man United. By the way, Man United, uh, like it's a joke. It is a joke to blame Solskjaer for what's going on. The recruitment has been so bad. I don't have any affiliation to Man United or Solskjaer whatsoever. But to be blaming him for what's going on and going, well, he's spent X amount. He hasn't spent it at all. He's just been told, deal, deal with it. There you go. You've got a player worth... They, they paid however much for Pogba. He just can't be bothered to play. Like, the poor guy. So, Solskjaer, Lampard, thrown straight in there at the deep end. Why can't Robbie King go to LA Galaxy? Absolutely no reason why not. And I think he'll do a great job. Has <laughs> that been building up that round about no, Man United? Winds, it winds me up. I know they're a, they're a so-called big team. Well, they were eight years ago. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> but it just winds me up that they get on whoever... They had Mourinho. They had Moyes. They've got Solskjaer. It's not, it, it's not happening. Like It's the recruitment. It's the squad. The whole club needs turning upside down and starting again. It's not the manager. <laughs> 
Well, I'll be one of the uh, lucky few watching uh, at Old Trafford yeah. on, against Leipzig on Wednesday. So if I bump into him in the corridor, I'll uh, I'll let him know he's got the support of MLS UK shows, Elliot Holman. I'm sure he'll be buzzing with that. <laughs> uh, right, if we move over, well, sticking with the West actually then, uh, SKC atop of the conference, 4-0 victory for them. And um, it's SKC, we knew this would happen. We knew that they would... Uh, come back after last year and they would this is the SKC we've been used to watching the last few years mm. um, they were, let's face it Columbia, sorry, Colorado Rapids they've not played in about <laughs> a month so they're always going to win uh, but uh, they're looking strong SKC and they've they've, they've not really been uh, talked about that much they've just done the business Polito has played well uh, Johnny Russell's uh, done well as well as we'd expect and uh, again in the west side you know that we're looking at LAFC we're looking at Seattle Paul Portland, SKC could be that team to just go under the radar and go quite far. I think it's because SKC have lost they've lost quite a few games, but they're still they're mm. still top. So in comparison to Seattle, I think they've lost a couple more. Yeah, um, yeah, Portland, I think they've lost one more. So yeah. I think when it comes down to to that, you kind of think, oh well, they're they're not. You see them losing games, you think, mm, well, my money's on Seattle, you know. Mm. Um, but they have they got a great squad when they when they switch it on, they look really really good. Um, and I like the battle in the West. I like that. I like that we're seeing SKC back up there. Seattle are always there. Portland always seem to be there. Um, and you know, above LAFC, it's great. It's it's great to see that because anyone could go and win that league now. Yeah, um, and they've only tied three games. Have you have you watched yet Ted Lasso on Apple? No, I haven't. Because, uh, uh, well, if you haven't watched it, I won't ruin it for you. It's very good, by the way, but he's, he's obviously a, an American mm. head coach that comes over to a, a Premier League team and we do the whole thing about, like, wh- why do you tie games? We don't tie games <laughs> in America. So SKC, one else. Vancouver. Not tied a game all season, so no, uh, they are. But they've been very much either one way or the other. No, that's true. Uh, seventh though, Vancouver, and uh, is that a surprise to you? Can we be surprised at anyone this season? Well, it is a surprise because a couple of weeks ago we were looking at them just getting hammered week in, mm. week out. I'm sure they've lost eleven or twelve games now. Yeah, we have. Yeah. Um, so it is a massive surprise to see them there, but I think obviously Colorado not playing has has helped. Um, but ultimately, and San Jose, who were, let's be honest, having a nightmare as well. Vancouver and San Jose being in the playoffs right now, I would have given you very, very, very big odds on that a couple of months ago. Yeah, uh, but this is why we love MLS. Uh, right, a few more matches then. Uh, New York City beat Montreal 3-1, Chicago 2, Red Bulls 2, Minnesota 1-0 away at Cincinnati, uh, Houston 1, Columbus 1, RSL 0 FC Dallas nil, but I want to talk about um, Nashville because Nashville find themselves eight, a strong first outing in MLS it's for them great. this season. So good. We put a tweet on uh, at MLS UK show uh, the other day, which was basically just who do you support? I was just out of interest. We wanted to know like who our followers support. We had a lot of people from Nashville, so I want to talk about Nashville a little bit. Um, is eighth better than what you thought from this year? A hundred percent. I'm so so impressed with Nashville. They've the in terms of a first season, it's been a difficult one. Let's be honest. Same from same for Miami, but they've won as many as they've lost. Hmm. If you do that in your first season, great, because you've got the experience of losing the games. Ideally, you know where you went wrong. Some of them will be hammerings, and you just got to take them because some of you're on the road. It's midweek. It's weekend. It's midweek. It's weekend. It's worse than ever in terms of the trips and the short recovery times and the turnarounds. They'll know now exactly where they're missing on those midweek games where they have to rotate. They'll know where they've not got that depth that mm. they need to improve on. Um, they'll know exactly where their strengths are. They'll know who they want to hold on to, and with the possibility of a lot of trades. Um, and the draft as well, they could, they could be a real force next year. And I, I love what they've done. I love the branding. I love the kit. I've got the kit at home because uh, the supporters genuinely, uh, generously sent, sent it over. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love what they're doing, and I think that's such a really, really successful first season if they make those playoffs. That is crucial. Do you know what the most surprising thing for me is? Mm. Uh, so Zimmerman is playing really well. Yeah. People doubted that. People doubted that trade. I don't understand that, though. I'm sure if you listen back to that episode, we were like, well, he's a great player. That was a strong signing for Nashville. A a player with MLS experience who had been in a big team and sure he'd not won anything at LAFC, uh, well, apart from Supporters Shield. Supporters Shield, Shield, yeah. But um, 
But he, they'd have taken that. They'd have taken the support shield this year. <laughs> yeah, they would. But he's come over with all that experience, and he's been yeah, he's been strong for him. And Nashville, they're in the playoff playoffs at the moment, only four points behind New England Revolution, who are sixth. So there's uh, there's a chance for him to have a get in the playoffs. And playoffs, any team that gets in the playoffs in the first season, as you said, strong season, and uh, he should be congratulated. The only the only way that that would have been a risky move, I think, is if. He, if Zimmerman got injured and was out for a long period, then you've spent a lot of money, wages on something that that's not, you know, you're not getting benefit from. But there was no way. I I, I don't understand. We said this before on the podcast. Anyone who brings experience to a, a new team, especially, mm. great. Yeah, and this uh, Austin now can look at uh, Nashville going into next season, and um, yeah, they can they can look at the way they've done it and and see. Uh, just bringing that MLS experience. I think Cincinnati the year before brought in probably too much of mm. the same sort of experience, the yeah. same sort of player. It didn't work. Uh, Nashville have covered a few areas and, yeah, they've done very well. Cincinnati had a big roster with not a lot in it, I think is the best way to describe yeah. it, if, if I'm being really brutal. Um, you know, even down to the keepers. We did, they had three keepers. None of them were number one. They were just rotated the keepers. They rotated midfielders. Then they had people in on loan. It was it was a bit of a mess. Um, and we all know my feelings on the striker that they brought in as well. But we won't we won't go there. What genuine question? What's he doing now? Is he still there? I think it's best we move on. <laughs> I'm just, what's happening with Fernando Adi? Where is he? What's happening? Anyone seen Fernando Adi? Elliot Holman, Henry Hewitt. MLS UK show. I'm glad we got on to Cincinnati though, because uh, Cincy have given me an idea for today's Crisis Right. Play the theme tune and yeah. then tell me what it is. Come on. Henry Hewitt, come on down. Absolute banger of a theme tune. Um, so, no, it's typically uh, a higher or lower guessing game. Uh, done it a little bit differently this week though. It's based on the fact that Cincinnati are ruining our theory. Do you know how we're always like, oh, I love MLS because whoever finishes bottom, then they start to do better and over the years they get better and better and then they go and win something. Not FC Cincinnati. Not FC Cincinnati. Um, they're just bottom again, unfortunately. Um, so, I'm going to give you a team and a year and you've got to tell me whether they finished higher or lower the next year, okay? Ah, okay. Interesting. So, we'll, we'll start with Toronto. In 2015, they finished sixth. Did they finish higher or lower in 2016? We, we're talking Toronto into MLS Cup here, so yeah, higher. It was higher, it was third. In 2017, did Toronto finish higher or lower than third? Um, was that Supporters Shield season or was that 2018? I'm going to go higher. It was higher, they yes. won it. Uh, okay, over to Philly. In 2017, they finished eighth. In 2018, higher or lower than 8th? Lower. It was higher. They finished 6th. In 2019, higher or lower than 6th? That was last season. Um, Lower. It was higher. Oh, no. (laughs) You can see where I'm going with this, though. You can see the progression, like Toronto 6th, 3rd, 1st. Yeah. Uh, Philly 8th, 6th, 3rd. I want to do one with Galaxy as well. Let's get the music back. Come on. LA Galaxy. 2015, they finished fifth. In 2016, higher or lower than fifth? I think they had one season higher and then it's just been progressively worse. I'm going to say higher. It is higher. In 2017? Lower. Yes. Well done. It was fifth, third, then 11th. Um, Now, Colorado. 2015. Do you want to have a guess where they were? Mm, 10th. 10th. Bang on. 2016, higher or lower? They wouldn't have been that many lower, so higher. Higher. They finished second. And then in 2017, higher or lower than second? Well, they're not going to finish first, have they? So lower. Tenth. Back to tenth. <laughs> tenth, second, tenth. Uh, thank you very much for playing today's Crisis Right. Henry Hewitt, go back up or whatever it is. <laughs> thank you. Uh, right. Also, if you have a suggestion for Crisis Right, because uh, fair play to you. You pull these out the bag every week. Yeah, I'm running out, though. Uh, so, running out uh, of ideas. Email him, elliot at mls.show. Uh, or, or get in touch with at MLS UK show on social media. But mm. start your tweet or your, your message with for Elliot's eyes only, so then I know, all oh, right, okay, I'm just going to ignore this. Because if I see it, it ruins the game. Send me pictures as well for Elliot's eyes only. 
Um, let's move on very swiftly. Uh, MLS, uh, some talking points then, what has happened since we've been, um, since our last episode. Yeah. Uh, first one I want to mention is uh, Chicharito. There's talks already that he's on his way out of LA Galaxy. Uh, Galaxy have come out and said uh, no. And let me read you this well, quote. Well, that's because they spent millions on him. Let me read you this quote from Dan Beckerman, right? And mm-hmm. this, uh, I'll, I'll, let me read the quote out and then you tell me what's wrong with this quote. Okay. Javier is a landmark signing for our club and this league, highlighting our ambition to continue to be the best in Major League Soccer. I've been watching MLS for quite a few years now. I've never seen them be the best. <laughs> no, uh, especially this season as well. So, um, I, I mean, if you're going over the, the 25 years of MLS, then mm. yeah. Yeah, but five stars. If you're going to do it recently, then... The uh, quest for the sixth star is ongoing and has <laughs> been for a long time. Uh, so Chivas in Mexico, rumoured to be wanting to get him in on loan. Mm. And, uh, I mean, if he was to leave... I'd, it wouldn't surprise me if he left in the close season because it's just not clicked, has it? I don't know a lot about the Mexican league. Chivas in the top Mexican league. Yeah, it's was Chivas Guadalajara, isn't it? Okay, so my question to you is then, in a league that's, let's be honest, and it pains me to say it because I hate it, stronger than MLS, why are they going to take him? I know it's like where, he, where it all started for yeah, him yeah. and stuff. But why are they going to take him when he's literally scored one goal this season? He's missing sitter after sitter. The fans don't even care that he's not playing. He got left out of the team the other day and fans were like, never mind. Hmm. Taylor Twelman uh, said, oh, like they need, they need Chicharito back. And the fans were tweeting like, have you watched us this season? <laughs> um, I, think it's just, I, th- I don't think it'll come to anything because I don't see why LA Galaxy would spend all that money to then just let him go a couple of months later. Um, there's no way you know that might be an option for him in a couple of years time but he's going to have to suck it up and start scoring some goals I think for LA Galaxy they need to bring in a head coach and maybe Robbie Keane could be this head coach because he was a striker as mm. well uh, a similar kind of player to Chicharito but they just they need to bring someone in who is going to work with him who is going to uh, in, just light him up you know make him feel big because quite clearly the head coach they've just had didn't do that. Mm. There's something not clicking. Chicharito, okay, probably since his Man United days has not been the player no. that what we've seen. Uh, he was at West Ham, Sevilla. Not he's not been prolific really anywhere where he's been. But you'd fancy him for LA Galaxy to 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 do that. He's getting the chances and missing these sitters. You just need someone to come in give him the confidence, and maybe that's next season. But as I said, I wouldn't be surprised if he left because it just has not worked. And, you know, you go from Zlatan to Chicharito, it's chalk and cheese at the moment. But they need to get that money back. They can't. You, an MLS team can't afford to be wasting that much money and then letting him go. He's, he needs a big money move if they're to let him go, and he's not going to get one at the no, minute. No, um, no way. You mentioned West Ham, and uh, I want to talk about West Ham because they let Jack Wilshere go. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was in uh, secondary school. Yeah, I went to watch uh, the Norwich City, like under whatever it was, under twenty ones or whatever, play um, Arsenal, and Jack Wilshere was there as a sixteen year old, and he was phenomenal. Yeah, I have never never seen a player stand out on a pitch that much. Like it was, it was unbelievable. Obviously, he's been hit with so many injuries. Um, moved left Arsenal, which was sad because he'd been there, you know, since he was a kid. Um, West Ham let him go now as well because of injuries. He's, he needs game time. He needs minutes. He's a free agent, and there's rumours he could be going to MLS. Yeah, uh, do you want to know a fact about Jack Wilshere? A fact that literally only means something to me. Is it to do with Bolton by any chance? It is to do with Bolton. Yeah. So Jack Wilshere came on loan to Bolton. Was, I remember. And, again, was a, a really good player. Mm. Uh, and Jack Wilshere at that time became the first player to play for Bolton who was younger than me. Ah. So I'll always remember that. It's, I'm at that point now where like Norwich are bringing these 18-year-old kids to And when, I'm, when we're to say kids, I'm talking kids mm. that Everton then buy for 30 million, for goodness <laughs> yeah. sake. Like, it's frightening. I'm just thinking, what am I doing with my life? Like, what, I'll just do a podcast with this one. And I'm like, these other kids are worth like 30 <laughs> mil. Um, yeah, so Jack Wilshere to MLS, what are we saying? Uh, I think it could work. He he's a good player. It's just the injuries, and uh, he's good on the ball. And he's he would work for any team in MLS, in my opinion. That's how highly I rate him. Where do you play him in that little Kante uh, role? Yeah, just stick him in the middle. 
just stick him in the middle. He gets the ball. He runs with it a few yards, maybe goes past a few players and then passes it on. Uh, he'll get the odd goal. I think he that's what I mean. In that role, it's not a glamorous role, but he could work for any any team needs a player like that. You know, someone who can just get the foot on the ball and uh, make some space or pass it on. And um, and that's why I think he could work for anyone. If I had to guess who he would sign for, you're probably going to give the usual names, the likes of DC. I was going to say DC. Yeah. DC needs a Jack Wilshire. Um, I don't know. Red Bulls, I think, are looking for a, a DP. You know, so around that sort of that sort of area, but yeah, I think he could come into any team. Okay, um, and finally, uh, finally, now this is uh, really interesting. Actually, MLS. Um, I, I mean, MLS get a lot of stick, and we mm. see that for in the UK. And uh, sometimes it's easier, especially if you're living in the US or Canada, to to sort of look at your own league and think we're not doing that right. And but I think this is actually spot on what we're doing. So MLS have started a um it's uh what what's the term they're using for it it's uh it's they basically announced a load of initiatives to fight social injustice and uh, racism mm. uh, of course we the, you know we we're still taking the knee in majority of games and at the the grounds there's lots of stuff in the stands and whatever saying no to racism and uh, MLS have basically started this initiative they've got together with a load of players uh, in uh, you know black players in MLS and yeah they're, they're looking to to make the future even though the present especially you know socially in yeah. America we see a lot of what's happening a lot of the protests and um, you know it's not nice to see even though we're not there but uh, MLS I think in there's, as I said, there's things that they've done that you could do better. I think that night where Orlando and Nashville played and no one else did, I think yeah. that could have been a more collective thing. But I think overall, I think MLS are doing a good job and this sort of stuff is um, is spot on and hopefully it will mean in a few years, it'll be, you know, it'll all be better. And uh, if we look at the way that they paved the way with things like VAR, mm. I mean, and then the Premier League's had a, good, had a bash at it and let's be honest, uh, it's not, not gone great, um, so hopefully a lot of other leagues will will start to um to to take from from what MLS have done this year because uh, amongst what's been an awful year on and off the field for for everyone, um you know there there has been good things that have that have come out of it like that like the op- the start of the MLS's back tournament where yeah, it was yeah. a real statement um yeah. so the MLS has done some really powerful things so uh, hats off to them. Yeah, and uh, every owner um, has contributed a million dollars to the Black Players for Change movement. So that, again, that is great. It's showing um, a collective that, uh, yeah, people really are sick of what's happening and they want it to to change. Um, I saw a few tweets uh, on our Twitter, people suggesting places that we should go on Henry's Guide. Well, shall we see where we're going? I have no idea. MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt. Yes, so it's that time of the episode where we do another Henry's Guide to North America. And as you said, I did put it out to a lot of people on social media. A lot of people pointing out that some of the uh, placements... On the US questionable map. geography from you, yeah. There. But uh, I'd in, like to distance myself from that graphic. In the Midwest states, uh, we have done like quite a few, so they would be overlapping each other. So I had to move Kansas City mm. up into Dakota. But anyway, that's not. That's mm. not. No. Yeah. Listen. Mm. That's okay. Fine. My US geography is not great, but still, let's move on. Uh, so we had a lot of people suggesting different uh, different places, and we will do those in the next few weeks. For example, Philadelphia got quite a few. We will do that next time. Atlanta got quite a few. It did, so that'll come up as well at some point. Uh, None for Nashville, because we are waiting to the last one to do that because of the theme tune. But this week, because I think it's this week anyway, it is the US election, the presidential election. So I thought, well, there's no better time to do Henry's Guide to DC. Henry's Guide to (laughs) DC. Hey. Hey, that could be a metaphor for the last five years in American politics. Um, (laughs) DC, of course, famous for its country music. (laughs) Hey, Elliot! Hey, Henry! Uh, This is going to be a very political... uh, As you can imagine with DC, all the facts are really to do with politics. Okay, good. Uh, Did you know that Washington, DC is named after George Washington? 
Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the DC stands for District of Columbia. However, it may have been named after George Washington, but George Washington never lived in DC. In fact, the White House was only built the year after he was he died. It's like you, you support Bolton, but you never lived there. Uh, yeah, I lived in the neighbouring town. Glory hunter. Uh, anyway, moving on. Uh, the Washington Monument uh, in Washington DC. That's the big pencil-looking thing. Have you ever been to? <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> have you ever been to DC? I haven't. So you wouldn't have seen then that the Washington Monument is actually two different colours. Is it? Yeah, that's because halfway through they ran out of funding, and when they got it again, they had to use different brick. <laughs> It's like when you have an extension on your house, it's different. the bricks are newer. Yeah, exactly. Um, and But uh, when the Washington Monument did open in October 1888, it was the tallest man-made statue or, or monument in the world that was only for four months until the Eiffel Tower was built. <laughs> uh, it's a uh, uh, voting week this week. I think it's Thursday that yeah. the uh, election is. Uh, however, it wasn't until 1961 that DC residents were actually able to vote. Because they are the capital, they don't have a member in the Senate, so they couldn't vote. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, however, what they, can't, they may not be able to vote, but they can drink. DC residents drink more wine per person than any other state. Yes, go on. Uh, I, that's where I can move to. Considering that there uh, will be a, quite a few politicians live there, that doesn't surprise <laughs> me one bit. Um, you love a museum. Yeah. You love the Spam Museum in Minnesota. Oh, the Spam Museum, that's, that's what I'm all about. This episode, we're going to do the International Spy Museum. Spy Museum? How's that even a thing? In Washington, D.C., they, t- they tell you how to be a spy and go through different spy stories. It's the only one in the world. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Uh, Washington is known for its cherry blossom trees, and uh, that is because it was a gift from Japan in 1912. Uh, they have over 4,000 uh, cherry blossom trees in Washington. However, they love them so much that if you was to pick one or pick the flowers from them, mm. it's actually considered vandalism and you could get done. Wow. It's federal federal property, uh, cherry blossoms. And that is Henry's Guide to Washington, D.C. Where do we go next? Philly. I'm excited for Philly. Yeah. Philly! Just, and uh, it'll just make me want a Philadelphia cheesesteak. <sighs> Guaranteed to get a mention next time, Philadelphia Cheesesteak and Will Smith. Yeah. But if you've got any other facts that you want And wanna, the bridge. And the bridge, of course. Uh, any other facts, then let me know. Uh, email me, henry at mls.show. Oh, I'm going out on a limb here. Go it's on. the Liberty Bell in Philly. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I, do, I don't know where Kansas City... We look really City, stupid now. Yeah, I don't know where Kansas City is on a map. I'm not going to know that. Uh, but yeah, get in touch if you've got any facts about Philly uh, at MLS UK Show on social media or henry at mls.show. Emails and we'll do Philly next and then we might do Atlanta the uh, time after. And if you're listening to this going, they are just so stupid, it's actually wound me up. <laughs> Try and put Bolton on a map or Norwich. You know, it's difficult when it's not your country. Yeah, we've seen them YouTube videos like Americans pinpoint where stuff are and yeah. then they put like... You guess where Stoke is. Yeah, they put Birmingham in like... Japan. <laughs> We've seen them. So it, it just happens all over the world. Uh, right, let's look at what's happening in MLS then. Um, uh, there's midweek games, of course there is. And uh, they're kicking off with Montreal v Nashville on Tuesday evening here in the, in the UK at 11 o'clock. It's a weird time. Yeah, Montreal-Nashville is a good one as well. I think when it comes to... When it comes to Nashville, we we touched on them earlier. This is these are the sort of games where they really need to prove themselves mm. oh, uh, on the road. I know it's not in Montreal, but on the road, uh, difficult game. And these are going to be the ones where we really get to see where they're going to where they're going to place at, at the end of the season. So mm. um, yeah, Nashville, Montreal, Thierry doing an all right job, isn't he? Yeah, uh, eleven o'clock. Oh well, our clocks have gone back now, aren't they? For uh, it's no longer British summer time; it's yeah. just normal time. So maybe we might get some better times then. Uh, although moving to uh, Wednesday morning at two a.m. Oh. tells me not. Uh, so this is Tuesday night in in North America, Vancouver versus Seattle. There's no way I'm watching this at two a.m. <laughs> Uh, Vancouver looking to continue their good run of form and uh, consolidate their place in the playoffs. Seattle, I, uh, I don't know, I've not got a table on me, but they, they're either one game or two games away from clinching, I'd imagine. 
Um, so that's as well. So those are the matches on Tuesday evening. Wednesday, we've got Red Bulls versus New England, Cincinnati, SKC, Orlando, Atlanta. Get which, in! Uh, oh, 11.30. Oh, I can feel it coming. Can you feel it coming? The annoying, Thrashing. The annoying thing is 11.30 is probably doable for me, but I might have an early night. <laughs> I have to get up at 4am and I'm still watching it. <laughs> That's happening. Uh, Philadelphia v Chicago. Toronto, New York City, which is always a good game. Yeah. And then we're moving into Thursday morning here in the UK. DC versus Columbus. Uh, DC looking to end the season on a high, I'd imagine. They're not going to do anything else. Columbus so. is a tough game, though. It is. Uh, they were my pick at the start of the season. Uh, Minnesota, Colorado, uh, FC Dallas, Miami, uh, Portland, LA Galaxy, LAFC, Houston, and San Jose RSL. Mm. Uh, so into the weekend then. So we'll talk a bit more about these games at the weekend. We've got uh, the Texas Derby. Uh, does that have a name? Oh, we, I don't know. <laughs> probably. We, call it the we Texas should probably Derby. know. Uh, so this is on Saturday at half seven here in the UK. With our geography, time. it's a miracle we know they're both in Texas. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, a time that probably won't be able to happen in the summer. It would be very warm, but now it's uh, a bit cooler. They can Dallas can kick off at half seven. Against Houston, always... Uh, you can never really know where to uh, where to go with these games. No, and to be honest with you, uh, I've seen more of Houston than I normally do this year. I don't mm. know why they never seem to be on at, at, at an appropriate time. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's it's a tough one to call this, um, especially when you look at the when you look at the table as well. I mean, Houston are fighting for that um, final playoff spot. Uh, Dallas are um, four points ahead of them, so it's going to be an important game that one. Um, yeah. On top of the the normal rivalry as well. Normally, FC Dallas Houston, you're just safe saying it's going to be a draw. Yeah, you'll be uh, you'll get it right. At, uh, well, any one or two games seem to be a draw with them. Uh, Nashville versus Chicago, big game for Nashville. I think if they win this, then that'll that'll be their place in the uh, playoff playoffs mm. sorted. Um, Although Chicago can still get in the playoff playoffs. Yeah, again, that's a, it's another important game for for kind of the the last few places that are up for grabs. Yeah, Columbus versus Philadelphia. This is at half eight in the evening here in the UK on Sunday. Now, if Columbus lose this, I think that is game over for them in terms of the support of Shield. Mm. A win brings them right back into it, depending on what Toronto are doing. Uh, we've got the Hudson River Derby uh, at midnight on Sunday. And then Atlanta versus New York Cincinnati. City are at home there, by the way, worth noting. Yes, this is nice. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I mean, New York City are probably sick of playing at the yeah. Rebel Arena for a season. Atlanta, Cincinnati. If Atlanta lose that, then I'm just not turning up next episode. Uh, Montreal, Orlando. Um, as a Orlando fan, so you were saying this off air, but it's weird for you now that Orlando have clinched their place. Mm. You, you kind of just. That's our trophy. Honestly, it's been so many years of pain that clinching that playoff spot, I'm like, I'm done. We all know it doesn't really matter where you where you finish in the playoffs. It's about what happens in the playoffs because um, we we constantly see teams just scraping in and then going going a long way into the into the playoffs. Um, yeah. Look, I'm still going to watch the games. I love, I love watching it, but it, it it's taken away that that's our glory for the season. I don't care what happens from here on in. So. It seems like yourself, and then let's say Columbus, because uh, it seems to be Philly and Toronto fighting mm. it out for supporters' shield. And then you look in the uh, the West as well, like the Seattle, Portland, LAFC. Um, yeah, how important is the end of a season? I think it's different for Columbus, and it's because, A, they've been in the playoffs before. Um, <laughs> we constantly see those highlights on Sky Sports. <laughs> um, but because they were out there, they were doing really, really well at the start of the season. They were leading the pack. So I think it's important that they that they finish strong. Otherwise, it's going to look like they've really lost momentum. Um, whereas for Orlando, it's like, well, great. Pappy's come in, done it, smashed it first season. We're there. Never been in this situation before. So I think it's different for the likes of Portland and Seattle. Um, they've got, you know... Orlando had a lot to prove and, and they've got there. They've got across the line. So anything's a bonus. For Seattle, for Portland... Minnesota probably as well now that they've made the playoffs and they want to kick on and do better than they did before. I think this is where it becomes really important, actually. I don't know. As someone who supports a team who's been in the playoffs quite a few times, uh, I think the end of the season is important for momentum. Yeah. But we've, we've seen it so many times before where teams have a really strong end to the season, scrape in, last game of the season, and then a week later they're out. So yeah, it's pointless. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... That it, will be us. <laughs> yeah. 
New England versus DC. New England, one of those sides who seems to be finishing quite strongly and they're going to going to get in there I mean mm. Bruce Arena really has turned it around for them hasn't he 100% I can't believe the transformation that, that's so far that is the biggest transformation I've seen in, in MLS um, and that's saying something um, <laughs> but you know from last year the start mm. of last year to, to now um, since Arena's arrived is amazing and they've not brought in a, a huge amount of players a lot of it is largely that same group that would Awful under Brad Friedel. SKC versus Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota looks strong for a playoff place there. Again, we see, we mention them all the time, but we love Minnesota. And it's not just because they've got uh, a British head coach, but they have, have gradually, like Philadelphia, they've gradually got better and better and better. And uh, you wouldn't be surprised if they make it quite far in the playoffs. Minnesota win that, by the way. Do you reckon? Yeah. I don't know. SKC is strong at home. Minnesota go and win that. Shock result. Okay. Uh, elsewhere, Toronto versus Miami. Now, that could be a bit of a shock result. Toronto coming off a 5-0 defeat, only mm. just beating Atlanta, which is a bad result in itself. Yeah, but they, they're going to come out. They're going to come out strong there. They have to bounce back. And I think even though they're not technically at home, I think Miami having to travel doesn't, doesn't help them either. Um, so I fancy Toronto, definitely. Colorado versus Seattle. Seattle will be looking to get back to yeah. the top of the West. Portland versus Vancouver. LA Galaxy versus RSL, which is, is end of a season for LA Galaxy, game over. However, they'll want to end on a, a bit of a high, which when they are actually in and around the playoff picture, we don't tend to <laughs> do. So maybe now that it's actually finished for them, uh, they might do. And uh, finally, San Jose Earthquakes versus LAFC. You need to say well done to Bob Bradley. He's tied third now with the all-time head coach wins in MLS, 169. Wow. And that's a real uh, Jekyll and Hyde situation. Who knows which San Jose and which LAFC are going to turn up and who's going to beat who? Yeah, uh, that's what we've been used to San Jose. We, we said on the... Actually, we both... We we pointed out LA Gala, so LAFC and San Jose mm. are the two sides who one week are doing great and winning and the next time we are on the, on the, uh, the episode, they're not. So uh, they can't both lose. So it'll be a draw. Day to place a bet on that one. Um, before we wrap up, uh, shall I reveal the uh, game of the changing name player? Yes. Uh, or I could let you do it because you seem uh, you seem quietly confident quite as well. Confident, yeah. He played for Christchurch. He then went to DC United. Yeah. He then went to Blackburn Rovers in the Premier League. Tottenham, QPR, went and managed Toronto. It is New Zealand centre half Ryan Nelson. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was like, "Oh my god, that's going to get clipped off and just used." Uh, no, oh, it's not. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So, well done if you got it right too. If you got in touch with us, uh, we'll do another one next time. Remember, get in touch with Elliot. Elliot at MLS show. If you've got an idea for the game with a changing name, it's basically a player who's played in both MLS and England mm. or Britain. Uh, enjoy the feast of football stroke soccer that is continuing uh, in MLS. Uh, we're in the playoffs, so I don't really care what's going on. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I'm going to say bye, and Henry, as always, will say see ya. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.